0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out this episode of My First Sketch at MyFirstSketch.com. I'm Josh Hyom. As always, feel free to subscribe to the show on iTunes and get it automatically. You can like the podcast on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MyFirstSketch. Any questions or comments you have, you can feel free to email MyFirstSketchPodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at Josh High Before we get to today's guest, I'd like to thank everyone who came out to Up All Night last week. Uh, We had a a great, fun show, and that 24 hours was definitely a blur. And it was a really crazy but really awesome experience, and I couldn't recommend it enough. Today's guest is Patrick Shustock, currently a writer on the new Fit Digital team, The Worst Generation. I met Patrick back when we took a class with Kevin Allison of the state, where the class would put together a show at the end of the term. It was my first experience performing sketch comedy, and I believe it was Pat's as well. But we'll talk about it more in the interview. But I consider Pat a comedy ninja. You've probably seen him in the audience of shows more than on stage, but when his work is performed, it makes me laugh to no end. Uh, he brought with him his earliest sketch from that class with Kevin Allison. Uh His sketch, coincidentally enough, is called The Greatest Generation, and it's set in the future is of the visual information and stage direction, I play the grandfather, and future guest John Plester reads for Judy. So let's go to the sketch.
1: Exterior of a nursing home. A sign reads, crusty acres, a place for olds. Cut to interior of a bedroom. pop up wearing black framed glasses and a flannel, is sitting up in
0: bed ranting at Judy,
1: his teenage granddaughter.
0: So there were robots from space, but for some reason they were shaped like Earth cars. But were they made by Earth car companies and shot into space? Or was it just some in- just an insane coincidence? And why did some of the robots have beards? Anyway, it was a terrible movie, and they, all, and they made all these sequels, and now the nurses are stealing my money.
2: Pop Pop, is that true?
0: Of course it is. What do you expect from a bunch of lousy hipsters? Pop Pop yells this so the nurses can hear. What's a hipster? Oh, that's just something we used to say back when I was young, at the dawn of the 21st century.
2: Wow, it must have been so exciting to be alive then.
0: Yes, it really was a golden age of television. You see, shows were embracing a more serialized... No, I
2: mean the scientific breakthroughs, the financial turmoil, the social and political upheaval.
0: Uh, oh yeah, there, there was a war, I think. I played video games about that war. You see, our President Bush wanted to kill... Uh, uh, who was the final boss of that war? Not Hitler, but a different one. Oh, oh yeah, Sand Hitler. Yeah, the old Sand Hitler really hated our freedom, apparently. What a fucking hipster.
2: Do you have any memories of my dad? What was he like growing up?
0: Your old man was always blocking the TV. He'd wave his arms and say, play with me, or read to me, or I'm hungry. And I'd be like, go bug your mother. <laughs> of course, it turned out she had left me several years earlier. But your dad figured out the stove on his own, so... pop Up trails off and shrugs at Judy. Now, does he e- and now does he ever come visit me anymore? Huh. I won't be around forever, you know.
2: And that's why I'm here. Pop-Pop, did you know modern medicine can transplant organs between family members? It's 100% successful and adds years to your life.
0: Judy, you can't sacrifice your organs for an old man. I've led a rich, full life.
2: What? No, you haven't. You've never actually done anything. And you've... Rarely even used your precious
1: organs. Judy looms over Pop-Pop, coveting his organs. Wait, you're here for my
2: organs? I just want to have backups. Why, you
0: low-down
2: conniving hipster. What does that even mean? What, what do you uh, even... Uh...
1: Pop-Pop is so furious he starts having a heart attack. Pop-Pop, what's wrong? Doctor! Pop-Pop pulls her in close. He whispers urgently. I never stopped remembering the 90s pop-up dies judy stands
2: for a moment in silence goodbye pop pop you always knew when tv shows should have been canceled doctor and nurse enter doctor uh this man said i could have his organs the doctor
1: nods eagerly he and the nurse start carving up pop-up the doctor pulls out some guts and hands them to judy who violently tears into them with her teeth and starts wolfing them down
0: Hey Pat. Hey Josh. So where did this idea
1: come from? Um so I think like I wrote this in the fall of 2011, mm-hmm. uh, which I think was when like Occupy Wall Street was starting to happen or starting to be in the news. Okay. Um and I was like, you know, my self-centered response to that was just to beat myself up that I wasn't like more politically active. <laughs> so that was kind of like one aspect of it. And then the the thing about the video games was actually another separate crotchety opinion that I had. Um about like it just felt like sort of weird that, you know, like when they when they started making these like ultra realistic video games about like actual wars that actual people fought in at some point and yeah. then they turned it into like kind of an amusement park ride where you like shove a grenade down Hitler's throat or something and like win the war. Yeah,
0: these horrors of people's actual <laughs> right, lives are right. right now Yeah. Just Amusement for you,
1: and of course now it's like I think it's super quaint that I was like so like I'm gonna take a stand. Like
0: <laughs> nothing, obviously, it didn't like you know. Meanwhile, you were probably like early twenties, like shaking oh yeah. your fist oh from yeah. 40 years in the future. Yeah, man. So, what did you write the sketch for? Well, like,
1: this was for a class, um, a fit class. It was mm-hmm. the. Um, it wasn't. Um, necessarily part of the curriculum uh it was like kevin allison's like how to put on a sketch show class yeah um and i mean we still covered like kind of basic stuff mm-hmm. um but like uh it was specifically about like all of us in the class were a group for the purposes of this class and yeah. then we put on like a big show at the end as do you, well do you know. like how
0: i asked that question as if i didn't know i was gonna be like should I, should I just call him on that <laughs> or should i pretend
1: like he has no idea yeah, yeah. so
0: so you and i met Five years ago, yep, doing this class with Kevin Allison mm-hmm. uh doing and then we did two shows that's right uh, a five o'clock and a seven o'clock, and they were long too wasn't it like we, we it was like a full, full hour, hour of, yeah yeah it was a lot well, there was like twelve people in the class, so yeah. if all of us have our own sketches in mm-hmm. the class, which we did that was a an
1: endurance thing for the audience, it, I feel like
0: <laughs> well for certain things because there were like my memory of that show was that there were four or five like really good sketch decent enough sketches that could stand on their own yeah yeah totally and then there were a couple that weren't as but there was it was it was a good like, a good group of people there was Definitely. a lot of people that were i i know your sketch that actually made the show was a highlight your uh oh thanks your cool baby yeah yeah yeah
1: uh-huh.
0: my sketch was a. Uh, awful train wreck of a mess like no, was you know, it? that wasn't that was the fire uh, yeah the movie it did not theater work. One. like at least my memory of it does not work yeah
1: you may be you may be remembering <laughs> that wrong because i don't i don't recall it being that bad i think i was in that one and i, I was
0: i think actually we wrote the first draft together probably yeah, yeah, yeah because like uh halfway through the class like it was you know first couple of weeks right by yourself and then pick someone pick one someone's name out of the hat mm-hmm. pitch to each other and talk and figure something out and i was right. like i think i think i i think i pitched that idea and i was like Dr. Pepper has 23 flavors. What if one of them is fire retardant or something? And it's just <laughs> a, like such a it weird It was a very weird idea. <laughs> so it became this weird, like plan nine. Uh-huh. Uh and then there was Milk Boy at the end. That where was, yeah, that
1: was uh that was Drew, right? Drew. Uh, yeah, Drew yeah.
0: uh wrote that. And I think three people doused themselves in, they sure in did. milk.
1: Yeah. Like just full on, like like a just pouring of milk. gallons yeah. or Big mess on the stage.
0: That was great. Uh, um, I still, I'm still not entirely sure what that sketch meant or what it was for. <laughs> but we, <laughs>
1: don't just embrace it. Don't think but, about it
0: too hard. But I remember ripping a a baby off of someone's chest and running away. Like <laughs> that was that was my role in the sketch because I didn't want the baby to be deprived of a life without with milk anymore. <laughs> so okay. So what got you into comedy? What was your like? What were you? What were you into growing up? What were you? watching what did you like
1: um the big thing for me and my friends when we were kids was the simpsons which coincided with like like the classic period started Mm -hmm. when we were in i think like maybe as early as like fourth grade or something so i have to think at that point we probably only understood like half the jokes but we were just so into it um and like like we would watch it and then we would come into school the next day and be like reciting it to each other and i think that in like by doing that we sort of like I don't know, like, like, absorbed a lot of some of the fundamental, mm-hmm. like, comedy stuff without, re- without, like, trying to or really right. thinking about it. Like, osmosis. Yeah, like exactly. Simpsons yeah. osmosis. Pretty much, which is not a bad, not a bad place to learn that. No. Um,
0: um, and then, okay, so Simpsons was the big thing in your childhood, like, as it was in my childhood, yeah, I'm sure. sure. Yeah, I bet. Pretty much everyone else in our pretty much age range. Uh, so then what do you, how do you start noticing sketch comedy? How do you start getting into it, like...
1: Well, it's funny because, like, I wasn't – I mean, I didn't really become aware of, like, sketch comedy in particular for, like, a long time. But me and my friends used to do, like, video projects and, like, movie parodies and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so, I mean, we watched – I know Kids in the Hall was on, and that was, like, a big deal, too, like, around the same time, for sure. And especially, like, the the video stuff, um, which was, like, very cinematic. Uh, that probably informed us, too. But, like, we weren't, like, watching sketch and being like, oh, we want to do sketch comedy. Like, It was just, it was, there wasn't any sense of, like, aspiring to do it. Like, we were just doing it, like. There was no re- we have
0: we have a camera. Let's yeah, have fun with it. Exactly, because there was no like internet or anything. So the, okay, you do with then it. the question that I have with everyone that apparently had a camera as a kid: Do these tapes still exist? Are they still like?
1: You know, I don't know. I, d- I doubt the VHS ones still do. Um, my friends who were more like they were the directors. So like, they if anyone has the stuff, okay. they probably do. But so I, there, I don't. There know.
0: isn't a secret YouTube that I can link to obsessively. I don't
1: think so. All I right, might that, I might look, but it's for fine. the best. It's for the best.
0: Uh, so then what becomes your drive to get into writing comedy for yourself like how do you get introduced to fit how do you
1: um i guess like getting introduced to fit so after like after college like i wasn't necessarily in touch with those same guys as much anymore Mm -hmm. um and so i didn't really have like an outlet because you know i wasn't i didn't have like the ability to make videos and stuff on my own really um so i would do like i don't know comics or whatever but Um, I was after college I was working some desk job and was like really miserable. Um, and Missed like doing fun stuff with people. Basically. I was like like doing comedy stuff Mm -hmm. was just like almost like a social thing Yeah, like it was just me and my friends That's what we did for fun and I missed that So it was almost like as much about missing camaraderie as it was about like having a create like doing comedy Mm -hmm. um, and then I forget if I think the way it worked was I actually <laughs> in my desperation I think I might have typed the words like Philly comedy and writing into Google like you know one night okay and, and got like whatever the proto I mean it was still fit but this was back in like it was 2010 or 2009 or something when I took
0: beginnings of like yeah 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 it wasn't the first a couple th- years like yeah it wasn't at the even at the Shubin, Shubin every
1: two uh, not even at the Shubin this was at the Painted Bride Theater which is on like Front and something okay um, I, I don't.
0: I w- I've only ever done Shuban.
1: Yeah, th- that was I think they moved shortly there after this class. But anyway, so I took the one class, so the 101 and that was fine. And then I think what happened was What
0: was that Brian Kelly or Oh
1: no, this was this guy's name was um Don Montre. Okay. And I think it was the last time he taught it. He does comedy sports, I think.
2: I'm not yeah, sure. He's,
0: he's he' yeah, he's still involved in the city. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um so, so I, even pre Brian Kelly. What's that? So even pre Brian Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean wow. Secret
1: Pants was doing stuff, but I don't think that they were teaching classes yet.
0: Okay, so you're doing this this 101 with Don Montre. Mm-hmm. Uh because I, I believe he's the creator of Philly Sketchfest. Like back original
1: Definitely one of like the grandfathers yeah. of organizing um, stuff, yeah.
0: So, okay, so you have you do that 101 mm-hmm. and then you come into this Cal- Kevin Allison class, which is actually basically just a group of us writing a show
2: Mm
0: -hmm. what what were your aspirations to do like comedy like did you want to have like a did you want to be part of a group because I the the one thing I know from you from our talks from being in that Kevin Allison show and subsequent things Mm. is that you don't want to be on stage as much as not necessarily you want to write and you want to Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you don't want to act and
1: I don't. I have no like actor training or experience really. Like I've done, I've been in stuff, and it wasn't like a train wreck. But I don't like know what's like if I, if something if I feel like something didn't go well, I don't know how to make it better. So that kind of frustrates me. Uh, and it just seems like there's other people who are better at it. So just
0: just let's just write by myself and yeah. Well, no, but I did, not even write by myself, but like you know, just write and yeah. Let someone else let someone else take care add to of it, it and you know like do that.
1: But yeah, I was definitely into the when I took the Kevin Allison class. I was specifically like hoping to kind of connect with people um like I had some stuff that I had wrote that I was like oh maybe people will like this like older stuff um and yeah it was definitely definitely looking for like you say like people to kind of front some of the stuff too in you a
0: way like and then I remember after the Kevin Allison class uh after Kevin Allison basically uh the the incarnation of the judo range that I was a part of mm-hmm. came out of that because there was like four or five of us from that class yeah. uh you were invited. I don't remember.
1: Uh, I went to a couple of meetings and kind of
0: wandered off. Yeah, for I, I don't remember. Like I know Pat was there at the beginning, and then Pat <laughs> was no longer there. And then you looked around, and I was gone. And then I was like, "I want Pat to be a part <laughs> of this. He's good. He's funny." Like, Aww. Um, but that yeah. So you, what did you do? Did you do anything after that class?
1: Um, I did a lot of unstructured like like um i did sketch-ups a lot actually for a period around like right after that class like in 2012 Mm -hmm. i was doing a bunch of sketch-ups um and i think of that as being very like educational and informative um one or two theme shows i think like back when like steve swan and pat foy were doing it um and but that was about it i was always like in talks with um a couple people to like we're gonna you know shoot a video of this one sketch right, right, and then right. just inevitably wouldn't get around to it
0: because then i remember like uh you had done iron sketch yeah that was probably the next and thing that was the kind first thing i was like oh re-emerged. Pat's back yeah, 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 yeah. Pat's back <laughs> which <laughs> then disappeared again i don't think i saw the first because your group won all the way up to the finals. yeah it was, it was the very first one and i don't think i saw you the, the first episode that you guys you the first uh edition that you guys did but i think i did er- i saw everything subsequent like oh, cool. uh the diabolical krampus mm-hmm. it was uh brian kelly was yeah. your mentor brian
1: kelly was our coach which was like a huge <laughs> a huge boon and uh we had rob Eliziani, who's in who's uh, in my current group now and uh matt J, matt J. and uh joey adams
0: J- yeah
1: okay. just the four of you i think And i'm gonna feel horrible if i forgot somebody uh no yeah
0: i feel like you did yeah yeah <laughs> You think I did? I, yeah, I feel like there was someone else. Oh, God. If there was. It's, it's your own we're group. We're editing so. this. We're cutting it, it'll this It'll be at the end. If, right. if we're wrong, I'll figure it out. Uh, so what was that experience like uh, doing Iron Sketch? Because, again, because I don't think you did anything on stage. No, During no. it, you were just like.
1: Oh, um, I did a little bit of stuff just because you kind of
0: have to. Like, There's so few people th- yeah, that if there's, you there's write something. Some, exactly. Uh, like, So what was that experience like?
1: Um, it was all right. I mean, it was definitely like there was an element of like sort of gritting my teeth through it But uh, like the performing part but the um, I mean in general, it was a fantastic experience. We really clicked like Immediately which is rare because if you try to write with a bunch of different people There's plenty of times where you're sort of like, you know, these are cool people, but for whatever reason, you're not quite not quite vibing but um, I think within our first meeting we were we were. Kind of constructively bouncing ideas around. Yeah, and, and, stuff. and
0: with that, that con the construction of Iron Sketch, like you have 30 days to write. That so yeah, you like you have to. <laughs> if it doesn't work, you have to figure it out, or just like grit and bear it and yeah, that survive would, those 30 days. Yeah, that or, would suck if you like just if you met people and you just had zero chemistry and you're like, well, that- <laughs> um, so you, because. Uh, uh, the the finals of Iron Sketch was Diabolical Krampus versus Swedish. That's right, yeah. Krampus lost. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a great set, but I, Thank I've you, said yeah. it before. Swedish was better. I like Swedish better. You've been saying that before. I did say that before. I talked to Dan McClory because <laughs> he was there that night, and he's like, "I liked Krampus better." I was like, "No, I like Swedish better." <laughs> and then we fist Uh Awesome. But it was it was like, I mean like. And I'm saying Suisse no, was I'm, better, I'm just but it kidding, wasn't, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. far and away. You guys definitely deserve to be the, the finals compared to some of the other stuff that happened throughout <laughs> that season of Iron Sketch. Um, <laughs> uh, so, now you're, t- like, two years later. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, after another uh, disappearance.
0: Like, you... Get on to the new fit ha- video house team. I sure did, yeah. So, all right, walk us through that. Like, what did you submit? What did you?
1: Um, what did I submit? I submitted, um, actually, a couple things from Iron Sketch. I submitted, um, uh, the if you remember from the, I think it was the final, um, the final round. Uh, there was one sketch where uh, Joey was a dad. It was called Walk Your Dad, and the he the pet was, one, the yeah, pet yeah. one, yeah, yeah. It was just yeah. So I submitted that one. I think I might have t- tightened it up a little bit. Um, and then one from the first round, which was this kind of medieval... Um, uh, originally, it was like a Game of Thrones sketch, but in the course of revising it, there was absolutely nothing related to Game of Thrones. It was just more of like a medieval like schemers type sketch, right. like a cloak and daggers kind of thing. Um, so those two, and then something I had done recently at a SketchUp about... Um, uh a perfectionist uh jewel thief who's like like planning a heist and then his partner is like this ocean's 11 kind of thing they're mm-hmm. walking a group of people through this heist and then his partner is hung up on like the, the one guy is like everything has to be perfect everything has to be perfect and the other guy is like you know this perfectionism is holding you back even though it's like <laughs> you know they probably do need to try hard but then the first guy is won over and they end up getting arrested Huh. Comedy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so how's the experience of being on the, the video team so far? Uh, awesome Cause, cause so far. <laughs> now, all right. He <laughs> says that and he makes a look. Uh, full disclosure here for the people that are listening. Later on, we I'm recording this episode at the same time. Uh, I'm recording with John Plester, who is the director of the sketch team. The he video wanted team. to make sure that I didn't say anything room. untoward. So... So, Pat is clearly, like, just jonesing for approval. I'm and doing, it. I'm like, here. I'm blinking at Josh, like, I'll <laughs> tell you later. Um, <laughs>
1: no, so, no, it's like, it's really awesome.
0: But it's yeah, like, I, and we're recording, like, a week, week and a half before mm-hmm. the first video comes out, but I believe, so, I, and I've been told that the first video is yours, is, is a sketch that you brought yeah, or yeah. that you've written.
1: Yeah, but I, w- I would say, based on that that whole exchange, that it's actually a very collaborative um, writer's room. So, like, there's a bunch of stuff specifically, like, there's a bunch of really good jokes that are specifically, I would be like, oh, someone else wrote those. Or, like, we, I was surprised actually, uh, based on my previous experience of, like, how like aggressively we go over like scripts and really kind of pound them into shape. Like, we read through everything, like, a bunch, and it was really good um but it was kind of unique in my experience like i don't think i've been in a group of writers rewrite
0: edit i mean i rewrite a lot
1: i mean i think we all rewrite a lot on our own but it's surprising where you just go over things so many times the the
0: difference of a writer's room versus that class experience where you're you know, in that Kevin Allison class, we were just trying to get through all 12 sketches that everyone yeah, brought that's that that's true. Day, we didn't even have a lot of time. So to. it wasn't even like, yeah, yeah. let's make this better. Like, oh, yeah, that's all right. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right, next. <laughs> like, there's no, like, real conveyor belt yeah. mentality to it like everything else has. Um So, all right, you're, as you, this, uh, the video team, mm-hmm. the worst generation, has, like, a true writer's room where you are trying to improve every Definitely. Yeah, yeah. inch, every line, every joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's an experience that you really haven't had before.
1: Yeah, yeah, just, just. I mean, you know, definitely um, I like collaborated with people and stuff, but I, I just think this is kind of on a new level. I think just based on how, like, everybody is just really sharp, so, you know, people have a lot of stuff that contribute. And also, if you think about it, like, the whole, um, like, shooting a video is like a whole other section of collaboration as well. So even yeah. when you have something, it still gets interpreted through, you know, both your director and, like, the production team. So, like, it it feels, like, with stage, I think you can kind of say, like, oh, that's, like, so-and-so sketch. But with video, it's almost, like, it feels misleading. That's why I kind of was, like, correcting you a little bit because I was, like, I don't want to go around saying, like, oh, it's a Margaret <laughs> sketch cars, you know. Like, it's really, I couldn't take credit for it if I wanted to. Oh, you could,
0: but that's just, I just not. I just can't. I just couldn't <laughs> possibly. Uh, yeah, because, like, working with video, and I don't have as much, like, Experience doing video on sketches. I would like, mm-hmm. uh, like, I I dropped out of school. I went to film school for a while. I was doing. And I actually took a couple of production classes before I left school. Oh, okay, but I was the f- only person in my class that made a serious film. Everyone else made mockumentaries or <laughs> comedies <laughs> or attempts of at that. Yeah, yeah. And I made like this like drama, this like <laughs> short drama That's cool, about man. a dude who had to move back home, which self-fulfilling prophecy <laughs> happened like <laughs> six months later, which is awful. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like, and I'm trying to remember who it was that said it. Uh, I think it's William Goldman who wrote uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid and Princess Bride oh, okay. and all these other movies where he's, it might have been, And I'll, if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll say at the end, uh, where a the, the film or anything shot like that has three writers. You have the writer that produces the script mm-hmm. thing, you know that the actors go by and the directors go by and then the directors like visualize and, yeah. and shoot but then you have an editor who is taking what's being shot and cut yeah and framing it again so there's like not only does a script have multiple drafts but the actual finished product will have multiple drafts going through yeah yeah so uh, <laughs> as you as you write the sketch and as the, the writer's room, have you had much experience with being like? Did you go? to, Did you? Were you there when they shot it? Were you yes. there when you like edit it? Were, like?
1: Well, um, I was there for the shoot. Uh, the editing takes place. Ju- I mean, the editor just does that. They have their yeah, own stuff. Right. I'm not gonna like go to the guy's house and watch him. Um, uh, but yeah, I was there for the shoots. Um, not in a like in a let's let's call it like an advisory capacity. Like I wasn't necessarily calling any shots, but right. it was. Um,
0: but you weren't like. You know, I, th- I think that the lighting needs to come from oh this God, way. Oh God, no, no, like. no! That's that's the fear. I think I would have got kicked out if I had done that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so what is? How many of the? How many have you guys done so far? We have finished shooting everything, so it's, yeah, it's yeah. seven. Seven?
1: It's, you know what, I'm starting to feel like, because we're just starting to, we're having our, if I can say, we're having our next pitch meeting this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're, you know, we're already thinking about new stuff. There's still a little bit of loose ends for the first round, but, like, I'm starting to feel like what a breakneck pace it is because, you know, production takes up so much time and energy. Yeah,
0: like when, when this team was announced, I was really confused about, like, how would this work? Would this be, like, a so video show? So everybody. Like, would this be a video show monthly every few months? Would it be you know a rolling base right, which I right. think it is like every two weeks you guys are gonna put something yeah, that's, out or yeah, that is roughly the plan. give or take mm-hmm. um, because yeah because doing video and making that like I hate the word content I was about to say content nah, I know, but, yeah. but like <laughs> doing videos like that like it does take time just like the simple like editing and mm-hmm. shooting of it takes you yeah. know time be, even beyond what you've written and like I just can't really imagine like
1: it's it's rough. It's like um one of the things I'm learning and you know having just started it, but like you know how to compartmentalize like the writing aspect from the production aspect because like like I said, I'm not you know involved in the production <clears throat> like in a in a really significant way. But one thing is that like if you are like the writer of your sketch, you have to pull together. Uh, Or, you know, ideally you would help pull together a lot of like uh, props and locations Mm -hmm. and things like that. And that can end up getting on a short time frame that can end up being um, uh, really kind of labor intensive. And, you know, I was getting pretty stressed out. And then also you have to be like, okay, now write something. And then, you know, for me, writing is like a very... um, you know, almost, like, self-indulgent process where mm-hmm. I'm, like, you know, I am just, like, goofing off and I have no responsibilities. So it's hard to, like, carve out that time where you're very, <laughs> like, unfettered and, like, not worried. And Instead then also, you're like, like, you, have a, you have a deadline.
0: There's people showing up to this place yeah, next yeah, yeah. week. Uh-huh. You have to yeah, have something show, by then. showing up to my apartment and I have yeah. to, like, clean it for the first time in
2: years. <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetically.
0: Uh, so, so the first, so seven videos are on their way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or six, because six or seven, depending on when this comes out. Yeah. Um, this is a sketch comedy podcast and you mm-hmm. mentioned kids in the hall. Um, does Saturday night live ever come into your, like, are only you a certain live person? Not really a big fan only briefly. Like when I was like
1: 13 or whatever, uh, me and my friends used to see it on like comedy central. They would show the reruns with, um, you know, like Chris Farley and, mm. and Phil Hartman in that generation. Um, but I, after that, I didn't really follow it much after that.
0: So, what other, like, do you watch sketch? Do you...
1: I was, uh, yeah, I was really, in college, I was really into Mr. Show. That was probably oh, yeah. the first thing where I was, like, as a pro, like a semi-proto-adult, and I was like, oh, sketch comedy. Like, you know, like, I became aware of it as a specific thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really into Mr. Show. That was a big deal.
0: Uh, do you have a favorite... I ask everyone... I'm gonna ask, but like mm-hmm. do you have a favorite time live cast member? Is there someone that like well, I would
1: say that um and kind of going into the the Mr show thing, like I don't you know there there were a bunch of cast members who I thought were funny from that era that I mentioned, but like I was probably like the people that I was most into, and I didn't know about them as a kid, but like looking back on it, would be like the writers like Bob Odenkirk and um Conan O'Brien, and I think Robert that, Smigel. Like, that Robert Smigel's stuff, that especially. That late 80s, yeah, yeah, that yeah.
0: trio. I fr- they had a nickname or something. I can't remember what it is anymore. Um, <laughs> I think, oh, well, because Conan's a Harvard guy, and I think Smigel might be a Harvard guy. Okay. Odenkirk's not, but, like, no. they were, like, the white nerds or something, yeah, like, in yeah. the back room. <laughs> um, yeah, they were... Just so much. It's so weird to think that, like, those three were running, like, they weren't running amok, but, like, they were a concentrated force in comedy together for a while. And, like,
1: yeah, it's one of those things where I think that the stuff that they did has infiltrated so much now that, Mm -hmm. like, you sort of take it for granted. But, like, at the time, they were, like, the source of, like, so much stuff that, at at least to me, I always thought was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, especially,
0: like, Conan's been on television not nonstop because there was, like, that seven month
1: oh right yeah when he lost hiatus when yeah.
0: all that went down huh. uh but like he's been on on like on tv nonstop for like 25 years now and or that's crazy 22 23 years and like if you get it you love it if you don't mm-hmm. get it you're never going to and it, he's not for you and that and must be
1: baffling for someone who doesn't get it and they're like why is he still on tv <laughs> <laughs> does he still have work <laughs> yeah i don't know I, lo- I love it, though. I think those guys are great.
0: And then, like, you know, you have Smigel, who I think is going to be, like, best remembered for Triumph now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, he's done so much. Yeah, Between all those cartoons, even during that period of SNL. TV Funhouse. Mm-hmm, and, like, TV
1: Funhouse. Some, that was some of the best stuff on some of those episodes. Uh,
0: and then you have Bob Odenkirk, who went from Saturday Night Live to Ben Stiller right. to Mr. Show mm-hmm. to various guest roles and stuff and randomly popping up on everything. Uh-huh. And then to, like, one of the greatest dramas of all time. Like, it's such a bizarre, like, trajectory for him. Um, Do you have a favorite Mr. Show sketch? Like, is there something that, like, you...
1: Hmm. Um, It's so hard to pick. Like, I'm going to just be silent for five minutes. Um,
0: That's all right. We can pad (laughs) out the time all we need. (laughs) No.
1: um, Probably uh oh um an early one uh i don't know how to describe it it was a it was like a cops type reenactment of a crime being reenacted by this guy ff woody cooks oh who, yeah, yeah, and, yeah and it was like with the the, the s- crime stick the shake stick. the crime stick and and his thing was that he would take these horrible crimes but he would talk about them like you know like these two goofs who, who <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. m- murdered and disemboweled this like you know this person like um
0: one of Bob Odenkirk's just weird characters, weird weird characters,
1: yeah, like <laughs> so weird. But that's like that's just a really funny and crazy one um, that I feel like has multiple like in one sketch has like two or three different premises because it just like mm. follows this weird like stream of consciousness, which was always kind of my favorite thing about their stuff.
0: Yeah, I feel like they do that quite a bit, where <laughs> like a sketch starts as one, you think it's going this way, but then there's yeah, like yeah. this weird just like left turn that For goes sure, like, yeah. completely. All right. So you're the first person to name writers instead of cast members for Saturday Live. I'm a rebel, (laughs) can I say? (laughs) Um, So you mentioned how uh, growing up, comedy was basically just a a way for you and your friends to hang out and just do stuff together. Why do you do comedy now?
1: Um, I think part of it is kind of the same thing. It's kind of like trying to get back to that. Because, you know, you get, like, especially as you get older, like, I'm in my 30s now, and it's, like, kind of a thing that you don't like have as many friends as you get older and like there's not as much socializing built into life as there used to be. So like, you know, and I definitely kind of when I was in my earlier mid twenties, was like really bummed out about that when I first kind of got to that point. Um, And so I think some of the the urge to do comedy, um, even though I'm not like, you know, trying to get on stage or being like super like out there in public, a lot of it is kind of like for that social aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, And also just like, it's like, you know, I like to write a lot. I actually did, like, um, I don't know, more serious writing at one point, like, in college, and Mm -hmm. thought I was going to do stuff like that, so I I really like just going off on my own and writing stuff, but then I also, like, with comedy, there's, like, sort of challenges and tricks and stuff. Like, it's not as free form as if you were just going to write, like, like a poem or something, and a poem can be anything. Like, with comedy, like, there needs to be, you know, ideally, X number of jokes, like, on a page or something, and it has to make, you know,
0: yeah, it's not comedy if people aren't laughing like yeah, you have exactly. to make them laugh so
1: you so it gives you like an extra thing like it's 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 like you have to just an extra thing to think about while you're writing which kind of helps me to structure it a little bit
0: and then like the like one of the things i have problems with cuz i i do typically think of com- like as of comedy as like a problem solving thing mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. is what i find funny going to be something that other yeah. people find funny like yeah. or what context do i need to frame it in mm-hmm. to Make it funny for everyone because, like, like I'll walk through my life, my normal day, you know, like work or whatever, and th- see something big. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Oh, no one else is gonna <laughs> think this is funny because no one else sees the scenario that I'm right. seeing right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's good that you develop that ability to almost like edit yourself that way because I did the same thing. It took me a while of like doing sketchups and uh, I don't know. Kind of like eating shit to be like, oh, okay, yeah, that didn't work. You know, like maybe I won't. So write that then,
0: incident. um, after do, after doing the one hundred and one five or six years ago, Kevin Allison, mm-hmm. Sketchups, Krampus, and now the videos. What have you learned from comedy? Like, is there something that you've like philosophically, <laughs> or even just like a practical tip of um, of the writing process? Hmm.
1: I guess like depending on what kind of person you are like for me this was a big thing that I had to learn was just not to be so married to any particular idea if you're especially if you are putting something up on stage like in a sketchup situation or even just pitching it to somebody like sometimes and this goes back to what we were just saying like you have an idea and you're like I know why this is funny but like you'll pitch it to someone else and they'll like maybe a sort of a different aspect of it mm-hmm. and if you resist that you're just going to end up with something that's not funny but like you have to kind of be open to i don't know it's almost like you don't realize that maybe like you you, you said something that's that's funny in an unintentional way or mm-hmm. like that you have almost made yourself look foolish or something you kind of have to embrace whatever not like whatever will get a laugh but like whatever like
0: If something's working. Yeah, if something's working and just
1: kind of being open to reframing your own ideas, I think. That's probably what I've learned personally.
0: All right, that sounds good. (laughs) I like that. All right. All right. Thanks, Pat. Thanks for having me, Josh. All right, a bit of fact checking. In all my searching, it doesn't seem that William Goldman can be attributed with the phrase, editing is the final rewrite of your film, which is what I was thinking about when we were talking, but I couldn't find who first said it. That doesn't mean that it's not so true. Patrick Shostak is now a writer on the Fit Digital team, The Worst Generation, which will debut their first video this week. Their Twitter and Instagram are both Worst Gen Sketch, and their YouTube page will be linked on the My First Sketch Facebook and website when that first video drops. My First Sketch is a Philly Sketch Fest production. You can find out more information at phillysketchfest.com or on Twitter at PHLSketchfest. Also, for more information about comedy in Philly, head to woodercooler.com. The music on this episode is by the band Nono, which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com. Of course, like My First Sketch on Facebook to keep up with who I'm going to be talking to next and future live shows. This is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening. Go see some comedy.